Hey everyone, Patrick McNally here. Welcome to another episode of Retirement Secrets, where it's all about creating an income from your investments in retirement that is predictable, consistent, safe, and can even increase over time. My goal and my passion is to help guide you down the path to a successful retirement. So, last week, the show was called The Pre-Retirement Checklist. Well, guess what today's show is called? The Post-Retirement Checklist. Hey, if you missed the show last week, make sure you listen. You know what? You can also subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any more. But today, I'm going to walk through eight things you need to do once you get to retirement. Are you ready? Here we go. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now, you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big question for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Secrets. Welcome back, everybody. So today I want to talk to you about a tool that I use with a lot of people, and it's, it's one of two main tools. One was uh, in pre-retirement, but this one is the post-retirement checklist. And what I'm going to be focusing on are eight items that you can check off. I'm going to work my way through all eight and then just briefly discuss each one as we go through it. But you're going to want to check them off and make sure that you are on the right track once you get to retirement and making sure that you've got a plan heading into that phase of your life. But before we get into that checklist, a couple of things I need to mention. First and foremost, that ever-present disclaimer. Guys, I don't know you, so I'm going to go through a bunch of stuff today, but don't just take what I say and go implement it. I want you to take what I say, but take it to your advisors. Take it to the people that you trust to help make financial decisions. I don't know you. You're not a client of mine. I don't know your situation, your goals, your time frame, all those kinds of things that go into a solid financial plan. So these are just ideas that I use in my firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. If you want to find out more about me, maybe you want to potentially hire me. Um, I would love to work with you. So go check out retirementlifestylesadvisors.com, and then we can find a time to schedule a phone call and talk about your situation. But for right now, just take this information, makes you think a little bit, and maybe consider doing some of these things. All right. So, um, oh wait, number two, I almost forgot. Hey, if you do want to reach out and schedule a phone call with me, I'm not going to charge you for it. I want you to visit talktopatrick.com. Let's schedule a 30 minute consultation phone call. No obligation, nothing, you know, it's free, nothing to, nothing to buy. I just want to make sure that you get your questions answered. Um, questions about maybe these checklists that we use. If you want a copy, I'll email you a copy. It's free. Um, maybe you've got questions about your situation and planning. Would love to visit with you. Go to talktopatrick.com. You will find my calendar, and you just find a day and a time that works for you and reserve it. Pretty easy. Also, want to mention my three-part video series called The Five-Minute Retirement Plan Makeover. If you'd like to sign up and go through that series, it's actually pretty short. It's three videos. They're about five to seven minutes in length, and uh, just good, solid financial planning 
videos to help you out. But they also come with downloadable checklists, worksheets, reports, um, even the audios are on there. Um, if you can just listen to the audio but not the video, there's all kinds of stuff on there. And it's free, and all you got to do is visit 5minuteretirementplan.com. That's 5minuteretirementplan.com. All right, let's get into the post-retirement checklist. I'm going to give you eight things to kind of walk through, and then uh, make sure you write them down if you have a chance. Number one, when you get into retirement, you want to do something with your retirement plan. You're going to want to roll it over to your own IRA or Roth IRA, depending on what kind of plan you have. But you're going to want to move it from your previous employer. If you're not at your last job, your life savings shouldn't be either. So you're going to want to roll over your company 401k to your own IRA or appropriate plan. And this is where an advisor can come in and make sure that you do it right. Because here's the deal. If you don't cross all the T's and dot all the I's correctly, you could wind up getting your entire life savings sent to you in one check. And guess what happens? You get to pay taxes on all of it at once. So you want to make sure that you do it right. You want to make sure that you continue to defer taxes if that's the way that you have it set up. But you only want to pay taxes when you choose to pull out money and spend it. So also, a rollover from your previous company gives you the choices of the world of investments. That's like the most important part of this. Most people, when they have a 401k, you're limited to the kind of choices of investments that you have. When you roll it over into your own plan, your own IRA, then you open yourself up to the world of investments. Um, but be careful to work with an advisor who's independent so they, they can show you the world of investments. Because if you go with some of these brokerage firms, they're most likely just going to push mutual funds or investments that pays them a lot of money but might not be appropriate for you. Anyway, that's number one. Roll over that company retirement plan. Don't just leave it there. Number two, you want to review and update your retirement income plan. So in the pre-retirement checklist, we talked about putting together an income plan before you retired. So hopefully you did that a year, maybe a couple of years beforehand, you know what your income is going to be before you hit retirement. And that way there's no surprises. You know, you're probably going to get some social security, maybe a pension. Maybe you've got some rentals that are producing some cash flow. Uh, maybe you've got some part-time work. You want to calculate all that stuff. But also, most people are going to be pulling a lot of money from their personal savings, like their 401ks. So you want to make sure that you have an income plan in place that shows you how much you can pull from those accounts without running out of money. You want to know how much you have to earn on your investments in order to give you the income that you want in retirement. You don't want to be stressing out about your income in retirement. You want it to be steady, hopefully increasing, and, um, and that's going to give you the peace of mind to live the retirement lifestyle that you want. So that's number two. You want to review and or update your retirement income plan and make sure it's gonna get you to where you wanna go. Number three, you need to create an estate plan. Um, maybe you've done this before, um, but I have found in, in our firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, that probably seven out of 10 um, people who are close to retiring haven't really done any haven't really done any estate planning. What do I mean by estate planning? Well, that's the wills and the trusts the powers of attorney, 
um, advanced healthcare directives, things like that, end of life planning. You may not sound like fun, but you need to do it because what estate planning does is relieves your heirs of a monster potential headache. Um, wills and trusts, super powerful. Um, when you're not on this planet one of these days, you want to make sure that what you've accumulated during your lifetime, including your savings, your home, your cars, all the assets that you have, you want to make sure that that passes on the way that you want it to pass on. You don't want some judge um, deciding where your stuff goes. So that's what wills and trusts do. And powers of attorney are super important. You want a power of attorney for medical, you want a power of attorney for financial. God forbid someday you become incapacitated and you can't make financial or medical decisions for yourself. You're going to want to have somebody that you trust, maybe your spouse, the kids, somebody that can make those decisions for you. Somebody that knows what you wanted to have happen and your powers of attorney will outline exactly what that is. So nobody's guessing. There's all kinds of stories. Maybe you've heard of one or hopefully not experienced one in your family, but it's very common that people have a story, um, you know, about, well, she wanted to have this done and somebody says, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. So it's their word against yours. And a simple power of attorney can have that listed out so that nobody questions it. Okay. Advanced healthcare directives. Again, if you're not in a, in, have the ability to make decisions for yourself, you want everyone, including the doctors and everyone to know what your personal wishes were um, for end of, end of life type of care. Number four, you want to create a plan for long-term care. Now, nobody wants to think about going to a nursing home. It doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but you know what? Over 60% of people will spend up to three years in nursing care. The government tells us that. If you reach the age of 65, you basically have a 70% chance, right around a 65-70% chance of spending, uh, on average, three years needing um, nursing care or custodial care is what that's called. A lot of people think that Medicare pays for this. No, 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 no. Don't make that mistake. Medicare pays for medically necessary care. That's the doctors in the hospitals. Custodial care is something different. Custodial care is when you need help with everyday life activities like bathing, dressing, eating, getting up and going to the bathroom all by yourself. All those things that a lot of times we just kind of take for granted. You know, we're so used to them. But at a point in life, sometimes we become, we get to an age where we can't do some of, the th of those things on our own and we may need some help. Now, that kind of care can be oftentimes uh, take place in your home. You know, that's where I would want it to have. I'd, you know, I'd want to sleep in my own bed and watch my own TV for as long as I possibly can and maybe have somebody come out to my home and help me with those things. But sometimes people need 24-hour type of care and need to be moved to a nursing type of facility. Um, but here's the thing. You need a plan for that. Now, there's long-term care insurance which you can pay for, like you know, your homeowners and your auto insurance, you're paying to take the cost risk off of you and put it onto an insurance company. The cost of long-term care in some areas is over $100,000 a year, and that's in the year 2019. Some places are even triple that. So it depends on where you receive your care. 
But even that, $100,000 a year, if you needed the average length of care, that could be $300,000 that, that you have to pay for. Well, where, where's that going to come from? It's going to come from your savings. You might have to deplete down your retirement account to pay for that. You might have to sell a car. You might have to sell the house for crying out loud. Unfortunately, one of the number one causes of bankruptcy in retirement are healthcare-related expenses, and long-term care is a big one. Uh, just think about what the balance is in your 401k right now. Now just whack out $300,000 from it. That's what could happen. Now imagine if the both of you, maybe you're married, what if you and your spouse needed care? You can start to see the dollar bill starting to add up. So having a plan for that is crucial. And whether or not you just buy long-term care insurance, which in and of itself can be expensive, and if you never use it, which is kind of funny, we all hope we don't use it, but if you never use it, you don't get your money back. That's the number one argument against long-term care insurance. Although I would say this, if you're lying on your deathbed, life flashing before your eyes, and would you actually say to yourself, gosh dang it, I'm so upset I didn't use my long-term care insurance. I don't think I would say that. I wanna go peacefully in my sleep at night, not knowing what happened. Anyway, I digress. You need a plan for long-term care, and whether that's long-term care insurance or carving off a piece of your portfolio, um, some of our clients are higher net worth, you know, into the millions of dollars and they're comfortable self-insuring that, that cost. It just depends. So, but having a plan and making sure everyone's on the same page so that there's no surprises one of these days, um, is, is a must. So there you go. So number, that was number four, create a plan for long-term care. Number five is assessing any life insurance needs. A lot of people don't think they need life insurance in retirement. They, they kind of figure, well, you know what? My house is paid off. The cars are paid off. The kids are done. They're out of school. We're kind of coasting. We don't really need any of that stuff. You know, that life insurance, we don't really need that anymore. You know, that was, to pay, that, that was in case something happened to me and, and I wanted to pay off the house. Well, there's a couple other areas that life insurance can come in handy in retirement. What about just for something... Um, as simple as paying for burial or funeral costs. Um, I kind of got ahead of myself. That was actually the next, um, the next checklist item, but I'll just go ahead and blend those two together. Um, so about five and six, um, final expense plans. Those are the kinds of things that pay for burial needs. And even a burial these days can run $15,000, $20,000. And having a little life insurance policy that's tax-free, that pays right to the family to cover those costs can be a huge benefit. That way you don't have to slap that bill on the old visa in the worst time of your life. But life insurance for other needs can come up as well. What about making up a loss of Social Security benefits? Remember, if you're married and you're both receiving Social Security, when one of you passes away, you'll, you only get to keep one of them. You get to keep the higher of the two Social Securities. But what if, what if your Social Securities are pretty equal? You know, what if you've got $4,000 a month in combined benefits, one of you passes away, well, you just lost 50% of your income. That could be detrimental. So life insurance could be a good thing to have to make up for that loss of income. The other things that come, come into play sometimes are with estate planning. You know, if you have an estate that's worth a whole lot of money, life insurance might, might be a way to help pay for any taxes that might be due, um, estate taxes and things like that. So life insurance could come into play 
for you in retirement. It just depends, again, on what your needs and your goals are and if possibly you need to make up any income losses due to one of you passing away. Um, I already went through the final expense plan, so on to number seven, which is conducting an investment allocation and performance review. You want to do this on an, at minimum on an annual basis. Uh, we, with our firm, we typically like to meet with our clients at the beginning of the year so we can look at how we did in the previous year, look at if any changes have happened in their lives, um, do we need to make any amendments to their wills and trusts? Any new grandbabies born that we need to add in there? Anything like that. That's an annual review. And you want to make sure that your plan is working for you. Did you receive the appropriate amount of income in the previous year that you needed? Was it too much income? Maybe you can, you can scale back and you don't have to pull as much money out of those retirement accounts. Guess what happens? Every dollar you pull out of your retirement account is taxable. So if you can avoid pulling some money out, well, you just lowered your tax bill, so that could be cool. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna visit that each and every year. You wanna make sure that um, you have enough money. If you went the previous year and you kinda felt like, you know, man, I'm just kinda broke every single month and I'm stressing out a little bit, well, maybe you should up the amount of money that you take out of your plans. So these are all things that can come out when you conduct an annual review meeting and look at how the performance of the investments did, and all of that stuff to make sure that your plan is still remaining on track. Now you also, um, a lot of people, they wanna maybe do a, a, a halftime report. You know, right at, at the, the moment of this recording, we're about halfway through, we're in the month of July, halfway through the year, and this is about the time where we do our, our, our semi-annual meetings and, and talk about if any changes are going on. And, but anyway, the point is just making sure that your plan is continuing to work the way that you want it to. So tax savings review, that is number eight. Taxes, taxes, taxes. Can't get away from them for the most part, they change all the time, but we wanna make sure that you are getting all the tax savings and benefits that you can from the current tax code. And if tax code changes, seems like every single stinking year. Hard to keep up, but that's why you wanna work with a tax professional who is doing tax planning not just tax preparation. So most people think they just go see their tax person at the beginning of the year, get their stuff done, they plug in some numbers and you write a check or whatever that looks like to Uncle Sam. But if you're dealing with an advisory firm like ours that helps people put together a tax plan, we like to work with CPAs, tax advisors that are more forward thinking and can say, you know what, maybe we need to do this or that in the portfolio and that could potentially save some taxes. And so you wanna know what to do before the end of the year. So that kind of a meeting usually takes place in the fourth quarter of the year, October, November-ish, so that you still have time to make any necessary changes if need be. It can definitely help you out. So I'm gonna run through them one more time just to wrap it up. Number one is roll over your company retirement plan. Number two, review and update your retirement income plan. Number three, Create your estate plan. Number four, create a plan for long-term care. Number five, assess any life insurance needs. Number six, create a plan for final expenses. Number seven, conduct an annual investment allocation and performance review. And number eight, tax savings annual reviews. Can definitely help you 
um, avoid sending more than your fair share to Uncle Sam. If you got questions about that, I would love to talk to you and help you out any way I can. I invite you to visit the website talktopatrick.com and you can schedule a free 30-minute consultation call with me. Would love to answer any questions, help steer you down the right path, and uh, make sure that your plan is working the way that you want it to. So visit talktopatrick.com where my calendar will pop up. You can find a convenient day and time that works for you and simply reserve it. That would be super, super cool. I want to mention again though, also if you would like to enroll in my video series called the five minute retirement plan makeover. It's a three part series it comes with worksheets, downloads, reports, all kinds of cool stuff. You can visit five minute retirement plan.com. That is five minute retirement plan.com and you can enroll. It's free. It's going to help you out a lot. So that's the show for today. Thank you for joining me. I really hope that this helped you, gave you some good guidance on how to strengthen your current plan. If you got one or, Maybe a little nudge, maybe a little encouragement to get a plan done if you have it. So we will be back at it again next week. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the best in retirement. If you got something good out of this podcast, be sure to rate it. Make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out and share it with your friends. You can always follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you don't already have a copy of my book, Retirement 101, you can grab a free copy today at retirement101book.com. Thanks for joining me and I wish you the best in retirement.